Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. I'm Elizabeth Talbot. So this story about the Scottish preacher is a favorite of mine because the man, as he began to examine his life, realized just how unworthy he was. And he needed to go to church, and he knew that communion would be offered, but he didn't feel like he should accept it. You know, many times in my country, I've, I've seen that. People yeah. saying, oh, no, I can't take communion because I'm, I'm worthy. Uh, and I'm right. going, what does the communion really mean? Yeah. Well, this man was at church, and he went up to, as was the custom in their church, he went up to the altar, and he was kneeling there with a whole line of people who were waiting to receive communion from the preacher's hand. Mm-hmm. And as he was kneeling there, thinking about how unworthy he was and, and about the fact that he might refuse it today, mm-hmm. he looked down the road. And there was a young girl who was just weeping profusely. Mm-hmm. And as the minister came by to offer her the communion, she started to shake her head. And just immediately, the mm-hmm. Scottish preacher whispered down to her so that she could hear it, Take it, lassie. It's meant for sinners. Oh, <laughs> how beautiful. And I'm sure at that moment he realized it that was meant then, for him as well. That it was meant for him as well, that That's he should right. take it. You know, a lot of people think that communion is something you take when you feel holy enough mm-hmm. to take it. When in fact, we take it because we realize that our only way out is Jesus' sacrifice for us, and the communion is a symbol of that. His shed blood, His broken body is the way out, and we can't fix ourselves up so that we deserve it, huh. and we can't fix ourselves up so that we deserve to take communion. We just accept it by faith, recognizing our tremendous need. That's the only thing that recommends us to God, is the fact that we need Him. You know, today we're going to talk about a story of people that were wondering, okay, what do we have to do to be accepted by God? How Mm -hmm. do we work the works of God? And and Jesus answers them in an unbelievable way that I want to to tell everybody that if you get this, you get the Bible. That's right. In (laughs) fact, this story begins in uh, John chapter 6, and it really starts with Jesus teaching the people on the side of the Sea of Galilee. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, he realizes, you know, disciples come to him and say, these people are hungry, send them away so they can get something to eat. He says, you feed them. Yeah. And the disciples uh, are going, well, how how are we going to do that? And so, this is the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 that you might be uh, very aware of because this is the only miracle that is in all four Gospels when Jesus feeds the 5,000. He takes here five loaves, two fish, perhaps a, a boy's lunch. And he breaks them up, and all 5,000 men, plus women and children, are fed through this uh, dispersion of the bread and the fish. Yeah, we don't have all those uh, details in this particular uh, story, Mm -hmm. the same details that we have. But we do have the five barley loaves, the two fish, Mm -hmm. and uh, the fact that they were Mm 5,000. So, after all of this takes place, Jesus walks on water and gets to the other side. And we're going to pick up the story on verse... Verse 26, because the people are asking very interesting questions, but Jesus introduces this segment saying, you're seeking me because you're seeing signs, because you ate the bread, so that's why we introduced to you the miracle to start. But we're going to pick it up on verse 26 of chapter 6 of John. Jesus answered them and said, truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not work 
for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man shall give to you, for on him the Father, even God, has set his seal. So here Jesus has uh, said the magic word is work. Mm -hmm. Don't work for the food. So they say, okay, so what are we supposed to work for? And this is one of the key questions in the Bible. In verse 28, it says, Therefore they said to him, What shall we do so that we may work the works of God? And this is what Jesus answers. I love Jesus' response here. Verse 29, Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. This is the work. I love the fact that the word work and the word believe are in the one sentence. One sentence and they are the same thing. The work is belief. Yeah, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. But they didn't fully understand what he said. And they said to him, what then you do for a sign so that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Mm -hmm. They're still stuck on this Mm -hmm. work where he has told them to believe and say, well, fine. You want us to believe? then show us the sign mm-hmm. and they say to him our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written he gave them bread out of heaven to eat and they, Jesus says well that was just a symbol <laughs> truly I said to you it is not Moses who has given you the bread out of heaven it is my father who gives you the true bread out of heaven and then he says for the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world and uh, you know in verse 35 he starts with one of those big I am we find I in the am, of John. I am the bread of life he who comes to me shall not hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst this is one of the seven great I am's of mm-hmm. Jesus in the gospel of John John usually shows revelations of Jesus through these great I am statements mm-hmm. very different than the synoptic gospels these are not part of the other three gospels that we call synoptic which is a word that means same optic mm-hmm. same view seen John, with the same eyes yes and so John has very different material than the other three gospels and one of those things is that he talks about this great I am statements and so this is a long discourse so we're going to go to verse 48 uh, Jesus keeps explaining that he is the true bread of heaven and he says on verse 48 I am the bread of life and then he talks about the manna your fathers ate the manna what was the manna Mike? of course when the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt on their way to the promised land there's not a lot to eat in the desert that's right and so they were they were moaning and complaining because you know they were hungry and God decided that he would feed them by raining bread from heaven now he would rain this bread and of course they would go out and pick it up in the morning, but it was unlike anything they'd ever seen before. And basically, they asked the question, what is it? And and that became the name for for the bread manna. It means, what is it? Yeah. (laughs) Mike always says that he has had a lot of that uh, in in some of the church (laughs) I have eaten manna at church potlucks where everybody brought a dish. I have no idea what it was I ate. It must have been manna. Manna, What is this? What is this? I like that. Yeah, the the story of the manna being introduced is in Exodus chapter 16, where God is teaching the people of Israel that he will provide for them every day. And there's many places where we can read about it, but maybe we can tell you where they actually saw it for the first Mm -hmm. time. Verse 13, 14, 15, 16. Where do you want to pick it up, Mike? Uh, Verse 13. So, it came about in the evening that the quails came up and covered, am I in the right place? Yes, yes, yes. And covered the, the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the layer of dew evaporated, behold, on the surface of the wilderness, there was a 
fine flake-like thing, fine as the frost on the ground. And when the sons of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is it? Uh, there, see, the word manna in Hebrew is, what, what is, is it? What is it? That's right. <laughs> and they didn't know what it was. And, and, and Moses said, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. Because God was teaching them, they couldn't uh, get more than for one day at one time. That's so right. they had to come out every day and know that God's provision was a daily provision. His, our daily bread comes from Him. And they had brought up this manna thing, you know, our, Moses gave us manna, what are you going to do? And Jesus says, you don't get it. I am. Um, the manna. <laughs> so he's saying, look, I am the provision from God. And then he starts talking this strange language, which is the way that John introduces the symbols of bread and uh, the blood of Jesus as the two symbols of, of communion. Mm-hmm. Um, let's pick it up from verse, verse 40. 50. Yeah, verse 50 is good. 50, uh, verse 50 says, uh, this is the bread which comes down out of heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread also which I give for the life of the world is my flesh. And then he says in verse 54, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. My flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink, which means that when you, uh, this obviously is symbolic language, that when you receive Jesus' sacrifice in your place, you have eternal life because God provided the bread that came from heaven. The manna was actually a symbol of the true bread of heaven that God would provide for our salvation. And when we participate in communion, it is those are the symbols that remind us of the broken body, the shed blood of Jesus. These are just symbols, but they do remind us that Jesus Christ is the one who provides for us on a day-by-day basis. Not just our physical needs, but the really important things, the spiritual needs, forgiveness, acceptance, salvation. Hmm. In verse 58, he makes a, a comparison as a conclusion that the manna in the desert was nothing like the real Mm -hmm. thing. And this says, verse 58, this is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died, and he who eats this bread, me, in this case, says Jesus, will live forever. forever. So, Jesus is teaching us that the work of God is to believe in the true bread of heaven that has come, that if you believe in Jesus Christ, you have the assurance of eternal life. By faith, we accept his sacrifice. Jesus Christ's body was broken for you. His blood was shed for you. He became the sacrificial lamb that paid the penalty for your sins. And when by faith you believe in that, you receive him, he covers your sins with his death, his broken body, his shed blood, and he gives you eternal life. This is the promise. When you feast on him by believing in him, he changes everything and you have the promise of eternal life. That's why the word believe is so important for John. He wants you to know that when you believe in the provision of of heaven, you can live in the assurance of your salvation in Jesus Christ. Believing in Him gives you that assurance. It links you from this world to the spiritual world, and that is the world where you will live forever. Believe on Him. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.